buried beneath the rubble of time are stories of God's sovereign hand moving in our great nation. Many believers, hopeless, frustrated, and confused, have all but given up on America. But we have faced dark times before, and by divine providence, overcome. From our studio on Capitol Hill, I'm your host, Joe Kirby, with Pastor Mike Creed and Andrew Friedenstein. How did the sorrow of a famous American poet bring us the wonderful Christmas carol, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day? Take a moment with us to look back and find hope from history. Well, today we're talking about one of the most famous authors in American history, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. What a great name, Longfellow. <laughs> we know it. We've all heard and read his poems in school, and, and maybe some people, that's, he's their favorite poet. And he's writing a great poem, later becomes a song, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. Now, throughout really the entire world for centuries and millennia, uh, there was bells in the steeples of churches, and they would ring out special events. A lot of times they would herald there was a big announcement and everyone was to gather at the meeting place, which most of the time was the church. They would ring the bell. Um, they might ring it um, on any type of special occasion. But, of course, on Christmas Day, the bells would ring out and people tell stories of you know just the entire countryside. You just step outside and you hear the bells coming from this town over there and from that town over there, and the sound's just carrying. And so it was a beautiful, beautiful sound, and maybe you're in a place uh, that you've heard the sounds before. I've been in one or two places, not very many nowadays. Yeah, it's a very different era. There was, there was a lot less noise overall yes. of cars and engines and things. That wasn't existing. This is when you go out into the countryside, you get a, a better feel for the quietness and how that bell would ring, and you could hear it maybe over the hills because uh, it'd be one of the only really louder sounds you'd be hearing. So as that uh, w- would sound out, you know, I, I have I have heard that, and it is uh, a really uh, a wonderful sound. And as I've, I've uh, led this song and congregational singing, um, sometimes as I, as I, we sing, we don't really think about what is being said. But as I read through uh the lyrics of this song, I was intrigued to find out the history. Where did this song come from? Where did it originate? And Longfellow wrote this back in 1863, right in the midst of the Civil War. And so as he's hearing these these um, Christmas bells ring out on Christmas Day, it's kind of a bittersweet moment for him. Uh, and it may really for a lot of people during, during that time, that's why this song really... Uh, resonated with everyone because of the poem itself. He had had some major things happen in his life. I mean, his wife was sealing envelopes with wax with a candle, mm-hmm. and she caught on fire and was burned and died the next day. That can't even imagine that. Just years prior to that. Well, and he was, he was there right. trying to put out the fire that was consuming his wife. And he was in, injured. Wife. He was injured also. Right. Hey, and he, 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 could, he couldn't even attend the funeral yeah. because he was so badly injured. Can you imagine that? I mean, you watch your wife die. You can't, you can't save her. In the most, one of the most gruesome fashions. Oh. And you're right there. You can't do anything about it. I mean, you're trying to, but you can't do anything about it. You're injured, and you can't even attend the funeral. Just. And then his son uh, had made a decision to go in the military. 
without his approval. Well, he was an uh, Longfellow was an abolitionist. He right. he was totally against slavery, and his son probably obviously knew that and said, "I'm going to do something about that," and went out and joined against his father's wishes, I believe. But yeah, he, he didn't tell his father. I mean, they kind of already knew. His father said no. I mean, he, he lost his wife in 61, 1861. Now we're 1863. He doesn't want his son to go, and his son just writes him a note, basically, and leaves. Says, I've got to go. That's my duty. And he joins the union. I mean, he's fighting for a cause that Longfellow believes right, in. He's right. not. But still, he's just gone. Well, this war affects everybody. Yes. I mean, rich, poor, north, south, it affects everybody across the board. His son gets injured. I mean, he goes in, and he gets injured his first year, doesn't he? Yes. Seve- not even a year. He's six, seven months into this. He gets severely injured just a few weeks before Christmas. And out of all that comes this. Comes this. So Longfellow's hearing the bells ring out on Christmas Day, and he writes these words. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, good will to men. And thought how, as the day had come, the belfries of all Christendom had rolled along the unbroken song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Till ringing, singing on its way, the world revolved from night to day, a voice, a chime, a chant sublime, of peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Now this point right here, this is where you can see the transition in his song. You know, he's kind of going back, it's kind of nostalgia, I'm remembering, you know, it's like this every year, mm-hmm. but this year it's different for him. And he's writing that. Then he says, Then from each black accursed mouth, the cannon thundered in the south. And with the sound, the carols drowned of peace on earth, goodwill to men. It was as if an earthquake rent the earth stones of a continent and made forlorn, excuse me, and made forlorn the households born of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And in despair, I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Now, right there, we we see the downer, that there's a lot of folks that get down in Christmas. As As a pastor, there are a lot of folks that, as we just said a few minutes ago, go through the bittersweet time of remembering family, remembering friends, remembering the past. They've lost folks, just like Longfellow had lost his wife. But he comes down to the last verse. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, goodwill to men. The bittersweet is overshadowed by the virgin birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Salvation through Jesus Christ is revealed in the joy of Christmas. It's wonderful to see. We see the feelings of a man going through some deep things, and I understand this. Uh, I deal with people every year in holidays, different holidays that are going through some deep things. But the gospel and God's plan of salvation and God's plan for the virgin birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. It makes the difference at Christmas. It brings hope. 
there is something greater than the moment that I'm facing, than the circumstances I'm facing. And no man, no matter how dark the hour, no matter how bad the circumstances, no man will ever stop God from fulfilling his plan. It doesn't make the sorrow or the sadness less real. It's that the joy of what we have to look forward to is so great. In God's word, in uh, the book of Luke chapter 2, and in verse 36, it mentions a lady. Her name is Anna. She was a widow. She had lost her husband, and, and she was there at the house of God. She was at the temple when they brought Jesus in. That's a good place to be. It's a good place to be. And uh, her name, literally, Anna, has the thought of grace. She's 84 years old. She's an inspired lady. But I'll tell you this, when she saw the Christ child, her whole life was changed. Um, She had waited for that time, and now she realized that the Messiah had come, and uh, uh, God fulfilled and gave a great fulfillment and uh, in her life through the virgin birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And may that happen to us this year as we celebrate Christmas. May our hearts not be uh, uh, wrapped in the gifts. And uh, I, I remember years ago, my grandfather wanted to impress us, really. And so when we came out, he had trains, these little trains set up, and little kids and trains do not go real good together. <laughs> so uh, he says, now, you guys, take it easy. I just want to show you this train that Santa Claus, <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> he walked in a Santa Claus outfit, and I said, hey, Pop-Pop, how are you doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but we, we ran, the, kept running the train off the track. I mean, he got, got so ticked off, I mean, uh, the tra- <laughs> He'd put it back on. Okay, go easy. Off the track, you know. And uh, and we have good times with things, but I'll tell you, uh, eternity uh, will be wonderful. And there's there's a plan of God that is revealed through the virgin birth that makes a major impact in those bittersweet times. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. And as you celebrate this holiday season and hear the Christmas carols being sung or played, uh, think about those words and let them sink down into your heart. If you're not sure where, where they come from, what the history is, go ahead and do a little research and dig in there and think about what God has done and, and how wonderful this holiday season is. And if you know someone who maybe has recently lost a loved one and they might be a bit down this holiday season, just ask that you would reach out to them, write them a note, a Christmas card, invite them to your Christmas Eve service, sit with them, and just uh, sing the songs that celebrate our Christ and, and the Savior and the, the, the love that God has for us. From all of us here at Awake America Ministries, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Hope you have a wonderful time with your family this Christmas season. <laughs>